Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of Vacuman, who sponsored this fine program, uh, is with us once again. Uh, great to have you with us. I, I, I was waiting. I, you know, I don't know if you heard the segment earlier in the show. We were talking about uh, the new Beatles song. Uh, yes. that's featuring John Lennon's voice and it's all course with AI. Uh, I wanted to get your read on this because uh, you yeah. brought this up. Well, a lot of people have brought it up over the last little while, but remember you gave us an example of it on the yeah. program three, four weeks ago. I, I thought I was talking to Adam Oldfield and I wasn't uh, <laughs> but because you you had re- basically reproduced your voice. Uh, this is a bit of a different twist though. This is actually, I guess, enhancing a, an existing. They're not trying to copy John Lennon's voice here. Uh, they're using it, but I guess they, you, you can do an awful lot with the, that old thing, apparently, that he recorded in 1980 and make it sound as real as it is today. Yeah, I mean, this is where we've seen AI really shine, where you can take, uh, you know, when I did my sample, I had to read a like a storybook, basically, yeah. so I could mimic my tones and otherwise to get it somewhat uh, uh, similar to mine. Again, not perfectly like mine. Um, but I, I mean, I saw that the other day too. And, and, you know, Michelle, my wife, she's a huge Beatles fan. I mean, when the Beatles come on, I mean, she loves to listen to the music. She, she loves, loves everything with the Beatles. So when they made the announcement and what they were able to, uh, incorporate with John Lennon, um, and because it was already recorded and, and, you know, again, when I get not a musical artist, Bill, but I know when you're doing laying down tracks or recording, um, it might be not necessarily clean. It might be a little off and you know what they can do with AI these days and be able to, uh, change and manipulate, um, cleaning up the background. That's an easy thing. That's been around for years, but now incorporating that if they changed, say a tone and went from a B to a B flat or otherwise, they can now incorporate that into AI. Um, especially, you know, when we see that, you know, Donald Trump is, uh, uh, in Biden, there's, uh, all sorts of deep fake videos out there politically that yeah. we've seen that sound almost like it's those political leaders. Um, you know, it, it, it's just a stand of where it's a positive thing is where I'm going with this is that that's a positive spin with, we can take uh, one of our favorite musical artists that is no longer here and be able to incorporate it. And then, you know, on the opposite side, the propaganda machine when it comes to politics and elections is going to be quite interesting to see how AI is going to twist that circumstance of where uh, where and what is real online. Excellent stuff. Yeah, looking forward to more of that, too. All right, let's let's get into some of the stuff you wanted to talk about. Uh, and, and I want to start off talking about the the the, the robotic vacuum cleaners, okay? Uh, yes. Now, we know a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. It was an incredible innovation when they started. Uh, and we heard from an awful lot of people. I'm sorry. A lot of us saw the YouTube videos of, uh, oh, by the way, if your doggy does some business there, the vacuum doesn't stop. And, and, uh, but they responded to that, didn't they? And they said, no, 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 there's a sensor on there that'll stop that. Well, the other bugaboo, of course, is what if you live in a house that has two sets of uh, two levels? Okay. There's a staircase there. How do you vacuum the staircase? Now, don't tell me they've already come up with a solution for that. Absolutely. I mean, let's 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 be clear. If the demand is you need to buy more robotic, you know, mopping vacuum systems that can pretty much drive over or make a worse mess than exists, they've now come up with the Ascender. The Ascender is a new <laughs> robotic vacuum from Mego Robotics, and this is actually uh, developed by Google, Boston Dynamics, Dyson uh, employees have come together, and now what it does is it can climb and clean the stairs. That's right. One model can now handle all stair units, um, and it's pretty 
amazing. It actually has little arms, kind of lifts itself up and then, you know, goes <laughs> uh, stair by stair and, uh, and vacuums and cleans the staircases. Now, again, I, I, I think this is ingenious, Bill, because, you know, uh, as I'm going to be honest, I, I am the worst person when it comes to sweeping. It's almost like, look, I can sweep it down the stairs and my floors are clean. So this makes uh, a revolutionary in regards to offering now multiple floors and there's no limit any longer to the fact of how and where these new robotic vacuums can go. That's fabulous. It's, it's just amazing, uh, the technology and innovation that goes into that. The Ascender. Doesn't that sound like a, like one of the Marvel heroes? But I don't care. And could well be, by the way. You know, it could just rescue you from home cleaning and vacuuming. Uh, loving the stuff about, the, about uh, voicemail and transcripts. Apple has unveiled this brand new feature. What's this all about? Well, first of all, let me also segue. A lot of Canadian cellular uh, providers, if you if you have an iPhone and you're on one of our, you know, many multiple options of providers, Bill, um, each one, if you notice, has a uh, the advanced voicemail may be different if you're on Rogers and TELUS and, and otherwise, because they all kind of manipulated their advanced voicemail system. Well, Apple unveiled in the in one of their announcements that this is going to become a new ability. Now, uh, Pixel phones, I, I'm going to uh, uh, segue this to the fact that Google Android has a similar. They've had it for years. And what happens is, say you're, you know, someone calls, you don't know who the number is, or you're in the middle of something, uh, and they start leaving a message, and they start describing the, could you give me a call, it's an emergency, you'll see it transcribing on your phone while they're leaving a voice message. So uh, what's happened previously is that you would, you know, you would get your voice message, then it would transcribe it later, and then you could sign in and, and get access to it. And Canadian cell providers were very much limiting how each one worked. Well, now this call screen transcribing feature is pre-built into the Apple phone, so it doesn't matter what provider you go to. It could be any one of the amazing options we have in Canada. You will now be able to get your transcribed uh, voice uh, in real time, meaning that if you see the message and it's it's an emergency, we've had a, a family member is injured, you can now answer the call while they're taking leaving the voicemail um, and be able to address or or answer it. Kind of like the old days when you used to leave your voice on the recording, Bill. Remember that? Where yeah. the, if the tape machine would kick in and then you could pick it up while the recording's still playing, that kind of thing. So it's yeah. a little bit like old school, except advanced. It actually transcribes so you can read what they're saying in your voicemail. By the way, I, we get a lot of response. I know you get a lot of response, of course, uh, from uh, the show every Friday, from listeners that have questions or comments about some of the stuff we talk about. Uh, I had a, a lady email me uh, after a conversation we had the other day about, uh, uh, well, some of the new systems right now. You know, Rogers has got their thing. Bell's got their, what's Bell's? Five. Uh, and yep. uh, and Rogers is, um, oh, God, I forget what it's called now. I'm a middle block. Um, but anyway, uh Anyway, she said she got a call from uh, – she was a Rogers customer. Uh, the, the the guy from the company was saying, you should increase the the gigs on this thing. It's going to make for much better delivery. She said, well, I, I don't even know what that means. Uh, should I or shouldn't I? And I said, well, you're asking the wrong guy, but I'll ask Adam. Uh, I think she had 1.5, and, and I guess there are options here for them to follow. Uh, is it worthwhile? Uh, you know what? That, it is a very uh, subject to what you do and what you, what you need. Now, again, when we talk about – there's two – and this is confusing. You're right, Bill. And, and if you don't, you know, I just wanted to connect and get online. Well, there's uh, how much data you have. And again, how much data speed you use. So sometimes there's a bit of an overkill. 
I mean, you don't need a Ferrari to drive to the grocery store. I mean, you're going to get there super fast, but it's got little bit of space in the vehicle. Now, you may be paying too much for high speed Internet. Everybody wants to go faster. Everybody wants more. So there's more and there's speed. And those are the two things you got to look at when you're considering your internet uh, providers. So you want to look at it as, okay, I need more bandwidth because I have teenagers, children, they're online, uh, they're downloading games, they're video conferencing with everyone, or I'm working from home. You're going to need a lot of bandwidth. So you're going to want to factor that. Then there's speed. If you're only watching randomly, you're on your own, maybe a Netflix, a few streaming channels, um, you don't need uh, as much speed. And again, all of it comes at a cost. So factor that when you're considering what options you have. And if you haven't noticed a lag in your internet, then you don't need to upgrade. <laughs> Many people feel like they, oh, I better upgrade. That's right. Well, you would know, it, you'll know, and I'm not talking about disconnect, Bill, because it's a conversation I know for a separate uh, matter. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, Kojiko's offline or Rogers is offline. Oh, that that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you have to keep rebooting your router. You have to, uh, you know, continuously notice that the internet is offline uh, trying to, to get it back on. Um, it might be just the router needs to be replaced. If you've got your router within Rogers, Koja Cove, uh, Bell, uh, any one of those providers, what you want to do is keep in mind, if it is more than two years, okay, you if you haven't bought the router, most people usually pay the rental, you want to call yeah. that provider and ask them for a new one. What tends to happen is the routers will wear out and it could impede the speed and the operation of your internet, and it's all part of the price. Now, the, the catch is they get you to upgrade, you pay the extra price. And meanwhile, all you get is a brand new router going, yeah, it works better. Well, you could just replace the router. You're going to get the maximum speeds again. So don't get completely caught up in, I need more speed. I need more bandwidth. And if you've had your router for more than two years, it might be worth calling your provider and asking them, I'd like to get my router uh, replaced. Uh, just to that end, I, as a postscript to that, I guess that there are a lot more people working from home now remotely. Uh, even just, you know, half in, half out, that sort of thing, too. So you want that reliability. Maybe you didn't think you needed it before, but you're probably using the uh, the, the system a lot more than you have been in the past. That's right. Yeah. And and I mean, and again, the key thing is location is also important. I think we spoke about that as well. Yeah. Many people oh, yeah. I know, um, you know, they kind of park it in a closet or, you know, they, they again, one of the unique, if you have an aquarium, don't put it near an aquarium. The, the water will bounce the waves of the Internet signal and, and will limit the ability of it to work. Uh, try not to put it behind a closed door and keep it elevated. Don't put it on the floor. Keep it above and try not to put it in an area that it's blocked by walls. So keep that in mind. There you go. Uh, Rogers Ignite, by the way, that's that was the name of their 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 upgrade. <laughs> we're talking about alternative sources of power just before the break here. And you were talking about uh, in past shows, too, about uh, development of new technology to do with solar cells. And, and I know people over at MIT have been working on this. Uh, I'm, I'm told they have a thin solar cell. And we're talking really, really thin here, aren't we, Adam? Yeah, this one this one takes a, a whole new level on when we talk about solar cells. And solar continues to be one of the most popular renewable energy and clean energy, Bill, when we talk about, uh, you know, energy charging options. But this is unique in the way that it's thinner than the human hair. 
and it can then be laminated directly into like boats, tents, drones. Uh, drones can fly further. Tents can now provide energy that can, you know, create lighting inside your tent. Uh, your boats in the sail, if you're, if you're a sailor, you'll be able to generate energy using it directly in the fabric and in the tarp of, of these materials. So, uh, and it's capable of being able to generate enough energy to be able to utilize, um, you know, uh, uh, in a proper way, which again, most of the conversations when we talk about renewable energy, it's, it's about how many kilowatts, uh, they wouldn't be gigawatts, but kilowatts, it's actually capable of generating. Um, and so the thinner, uh, of the solar panel is now capable of getting on more items that are able surfaces, large surfaces that don't impede its actual look and feel because fashion's still a thing, Bill. I know people in, in the boating world, you know, there's a little bit of a thing about where you like your sails. They have their artwork mm. on it. You know, when we talk about drones, it, it may not be the solution to generate enough for power for the drone to fly longer distances, but it could help sustain it to be able to go into remote areas uh, in, 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 um, Markets where it's, uh, you know, say it's saving someone in a remote uh, mountainous area or otherwise. Um, and it's printable ink. And the solar panels are environmentally friendly, which I really want to point out because many solar power uh, 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 cells are going into landfills when they're no longer capable of being used. So they're kind of defeating the whole environmental friendly purpose. So that's two main points by MIT and how we can see the development of solar panels. Speaking of, uh, of of green and, and trying to be friendlier to the environment, uh, eventually it's going to get warm. We haven't had a whole lot of it yet this spring, but uh, you know it's going to get hot. We we rely on air conditioning to, to make us comfortable, but we all know that that's really not environmentally friendly. The the very way that these things operate. So talk to us about the elastocaloric cooling system. <laughs> That's correct. Yes, you said it That's right. And I'm going to let you stick to that statement because <laughs> I, I keep badgering the name. Um, what's interesting is our global energy, global energy bill, it comes from refrigerants. Now, that could be ACs, air conditioners. Uh, it could be refrigerations, coolers or otherwise. And you know what? As Vacuum Man, we clean a lot of AC units and evaporator coils. So I know uh, from that perspective that there's a lot of our global energy that's being used to that. Well, they just created, uh, scientists have created this new cooling system and what's unique about it is that it it takes uh, metal tubes, and I'm I'm really dumbing this down here, Bill. So just you know, if, if scientists are listening to this, they're like, "Wow, he's really making this simple." Uh, it's more or less taking metallic tubes, and what they do is they expand and contract. And when they do this, it creates uh, uh, the energy that then cools. It's like a cooling energy that comes from it. So the metals expanding and contracting is going to therefore not require coolants, refrigerant um, that needs to flow through the coils and otherwise that creates the cooling we need. So this is a phenomenal green alternative. And what it could really do is that 20% of our global energy that we require for air conditioning and cooling needs can now be reduced. They're claiming almost by 100% once they're able to develop these cooling tubes to be able to contract and, and, and extract. So it's it's a, a green alternative and a capable uh, solution um, that doesn't harm the environment overall. i uh, got about a minute left, but I want to squeeze this one too. To what the, <laughs> turning uh, liquid metal can turn paper into metal. This is, this is a, a rather new technology, I would think. Yeah, the Chinese scientists, and I got to give them credit for this one. This one's really neat. I mean, origami will never be the same. You'll be able to like electrify your little uh, your, your your little crows and otherwise when it comes to that. They've created a liquid metal that can go over paper. 
And I mean, it's so thin over top of a sheet of paper. Um, and why that's important is that this can now change from the robotics world, um, you know, and and even when we've seen where and what, uh, you know, the, that's such a thin film, and I call it paper-based because it's bendable, it's it's malleable, uh, it allows energy to be transferred, and where they're applying this, Bill, is in robotic arms. And, what you know, we talk about robots a lot on the show. It right now creates a lot of uh, uh, pressure. There's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, tubes and, and met metallics that makes it sort of contract and expand and otherwise. Well, what this paper metal does is it now allows pressure, electronic pressure with minimal electronic parts to be able to function, meaning that a robotic arm no longer needs a lot of components to be able to move. Your el An elbow of a robot can now be layered with this metallic paper, and what it can do is it's allowing it the capability of squeezing and contracting and releasing. Um, and again, it can be reused consistently by heating and reheating. Um, if you remember the Terminator 2, where the gentleman turns into liquid metal, that's yeah, kind yeah. of what we're looking at. And when it solidifies, it then can be allowed to be changed into uh, components. So think of a robot hand having a, a metallic glove over top of it, a very, very thin uh, uh, metallic piece on it. And what it does is that now can be through electricity electricity can now generate the ability to open and contract similar to the way our own hands work. So uh, it's a milestone when we see where and what uh, uh, such a simple thing can now be applied to so many different items. Incredible. Uh, we're out of time. That's incredible, too. I wish we uh, had more, but uh, we got to get rocking and rolling here. Uh, thanks, as always. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuum Man. Uh, happy Father's Day coming up, Adam. I know uh, that uh, you want to spend some time with the kids uh, a little bit later on this weekend. There's a lot of dads will. So you have a great time, and we'll talk to you next Friday. You, too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.